Welcome to Psychology Radiocast, a service of the Pennsylvania Psychological Association. I'm your host, Dr. David Zarung. In today's episode, we talk with Dr. Dia Silbertrust, president of the Pennsylvania Psychological Association. Dr. Silbertrust, welcome. Thank you. It's uh, lovely to be here. I'm so excited that uh, PPA is doing this, and I thank you for getting uh, our podcast started. Well, it's been my pleasure, and it's, it's just been a wonderful experience so far. Now, uh, Dia, for those who have not gotten to know you yet, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I came uh, to Philadelphia uh, in the early 80s to uh, do a a joint law and psychology program, which is currently at Drexel. At the time, it was at Hahnemann University, uh, which was later bought by Drexel. From there, uh, one of my specialties is in eating disorders. I did my postdoc work. Uh, in eating disorders at uh, what was the Graduate Hospital Eating Disorder Program, and uh, did my that was following my internship at Friends Hospital. So I've stayed very local um, after the Graduate Hospital Program closed. Uh, I went to Belmont and worked there for a while in the Women's Center until that closed, and then I. Uh, accepted an offer by some of the people I had met at Belmont to join them for a group practice, which I was in for uh, 20 years or so until that dissolved because several of the people retired. Uh, And so for the past five years, I've been in uh, private practice. So I have been here my entire uh, adult career life. Uh, and I'm delighted to still be here and still working. So with the law degree, do you uh, uh, do a a combination of psychotherapy and forensic work? I have done that. Um, I am at this point not doing much forensic work. It's mostly psychotherapy. I did actually um, pass the bar and worked as a lawyer. Uh, for a little while in the midst of graduate school, so before I went uh, on internship. And that kind of solidified my uh, belief that I was better suited to the psychology realm than the legal realm. And uh, so most of my work throughout my career has been more uh, straight psychology and psychotherapy. What has your PPA journey been like, including your own journey into leadership? Well, so um, that has been a long journey as well. Uh, There was a point in my life that um, some other things were kind of more settled in my life, and I had a great network of colleagues, but it was felt like a a very stable uh, collection of colleagues, and I was looking to expand that, and I was also looking to do some more service. So I joined uh, the Philadelphia Society for Clinical Psychologists, as it was then called, and went to a strategic planning meeting that they had open and ended up being on the board and becoming president of that board. Um, And so spent maybe five years with that group. 
And as part of that process, uh, Mark Greenberg, who was the president of PSCP before May, uh, was also on the uh, Penn SIPAC board and, um, and went to Advocacy Day regularly and invited me to come with him. And so I went and that was my first, I'd been a member of PPA for years, but that was my first entree to actually doing something more active. I ended up um, filling his position when he needed to step down from the PAC board. I stepped into his position and filled out his term and then remained on the PAC board. And that was my entree in uh, to PPA uh, work. Was then had a whole host of uh, positions. I was on, I think the first outside of the pack, the first committee I was on was, um, it's now called the Proposal Selection Committee, but it was the CE committee then. And, you know, that helped to select uh, the workshops that were being given uh, by PPA. And, you know, and then I've just had a whole host of other positions. I was on the Public Education Committee. I was the chair of the Publications Committee, which also means I was the editor of Pennsylvania Psychologist. And then I ended up um, in a board chair position. And, uh, and then from there, uh, you know, into the presidency. So um, it's been, I think, about 10 years that I've been active in PPA in one way or another. I want to come back to that, uh, something that occurred to me as you were describing your journey. Um, but I think I'd like to come back to that in a, in a minute. But for now, we're recording this in early September 2020. And so this year has been an, a rather uncommon year in uh, everyone's lives around the planet. Uh, from your vantage point, Dia, what are your observations about COVID-19 and psychology in Pennsylvania? Um, I think one of the things um, that I'm bringing to my year as president is kind of really hearing from a lot of colleagues about how much they're struggling. Um, certainly we know many of our clients are struggling, you know, the increase in substance abuse problems. Um, in my area of eating disorders, there's lots of people whose uh, struggles have intensified uh, during the quarantine. Um, and um, and we certainly know about first responders. We know that this disproportionately affects uh, people of color. Uh, but I've also been really struck by how both very lucky I am and many of my colleagues are vis-a-vis -vis many of the other people across the state, but yet how much suffering there is. And wanting um, us to remain open to our own need for care and collegial support uh, during this time. Uh, because psychologists, we all tend to, you know, focus on taking care of other people and sometimes don't do the best job at taking care of ourselves. Mm. Well said. Uh, given that context, what is your vision and what are your priorities uh, for the rest of your presidential year? 
So obviously what I was initially thinking about prior uh, to uh, March of this year uh, changed and um, really is focused on starting with this premise of the need to care for ourselves and each other as colleagues and our organization to take care of our organization. Um, the, the motto is, uh, or the, the theme is to create stability in a time of change and stability meaning really not just on a superficial level, but really down deep to, you know, provide a firmer foundation for each of us, for us as groups of psychologists and for uh, the organization which represents psychology as a whole in Pennsylvania. And then from that base, finding ways to join with others to uh, respond to some of the, uh, the challenges uh, that we're facing, both with COVID uh, and also with um, facing systemic racism in a way that many of us have not done before. Uh, which is one of the main things uh, we're looking to do and or have started to do in uh, PPA. Uh, so I'd say those are the major things. Um, and so it, it's, it's not what I envisioned, but I think it's really about taking care of ourselves and then from that being able to really take care of others. You know, I'm a um, long-term practitioner of mindfulness meditation. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the pra main practices is uh, self-compassion meditation or uh, meta-meditation, where you start with uh, the care of the self. Actually, often in our society, we start with the care of someone that's easy to care about, a pet or a young child, and then move to the self before we then move outward to people in our circle and into the larger world. And so I very much believe in being grounded in that kind of genuine self-compassion and self-care, which then allows us without getting totally depleted to then reach out and care for others. So it sounds like that you have uh, embodied some of the themes that are important to you. Um, as you have faced uh, being president during this time of change, uh, uh, stability, self-care, uh, adapting to change, and uh, uh, in, instead of uh, having a, a fixed uh, set of priorities, you have uh, interacted with, with these changing times and adapted. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it is something, um, certainly uh, there is a lot of need to respond uh, to our members around COVID. I was really impressed um, with how uh, Marie McGrath and the staff responded to the sudden changes uh, that occurred with COVID. I was really, really proud of what PPA was able to do not just for our members, but for every psychologist in the state, whether they were a member or not. And, you know, recognizing that that giving out without kind of taking care of the organization couldn't continue. You know, I was aware of other state organizations that had to let uh, staff go. 
um, and we have been both very fortunate um, and also very, I think, wise to find ways to not have that happen. That has been something that I've appreciated observing uh, as well. Uh, it it seems like that PPA continues strong, and uh, I've been impressed with how active PPA has been in assisting uh, psychologists uh, um, to navigate these changes. Yeah, and that came from the staff and it came from uh, the volunteer leaders. So it wasn't any one person, but it was really a well-coordinated and uh, the effort of a lot of people in terms of responding to really this upwelling of uh, fear and confusion about, you know, how do we proceed now? And most of us had done little, if any, telehealth, and suddenly he, here we were uh, needing to almost instantly convert our practices uh, from face-to-face -to, -face, uh, to virtual. And uh, we also had people in the academic world who were facing the same thing, and we had uh, people addressing uh, their concerns as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that's been really impressive and also kind of a, a, a helpful standard about how we respond to the issues around uh, diversity and inclusion, some of which uh, was already in the works thanks to some of the other PPA members like Tim, Tim Barksdale and Marie McGrath so that we weren't starting from the ground, but being able to continue this process and make it more uh, vital and integral uh, to our work. What advice do you have for psychologists who are interested in developing their leadership skills, whether in PPA or in other organizations? And I had mentioned that I wanted to come back to, to something, and I think this is the place where I wanted to do that. I, I think it sounds like part of uh, your modeling has been, in terms of your journey through PPA, has been to say yes uh, to serving on various committees and things like that. So um, uh, what advice do you have? Yeah, I, I think that is very accurate that uh, I said yes to things that I didn't really feel that confident about how to handle. I've never edited, uh, you know, a, a professional publication and I kind of jumped in and trusted not just that I could do it because we don't do these things alone but really trust that you know in a PPA in in other organizations I am part of there are many people that are there to help and so you know to take a chance uh, to do something push yourself stretch yourself and reach out to other people. I couldn't have done uh, the work on the Pennsylvania psychologist without the assistance of Andrea Nelkin, who had been a previous uh, editor and had lots of editing experience, and she was enormously helpful. But it made me both more effective and also kind of reduced my fears and helped me feel less alone. I mean, I got into doing uh, being in leadership because what I really have looked for is chances to affiliate, to be uh, with other uh, people who are like-minded and or have similar interests, um, 
and and working together. Um, I really like working in groups and working in communities. And you know that's part of being, to my mind, a leader is you're not doing it alone. It's not just what you're doing. It's you're doing it in conjunction with other people. Dia, you mentioned uh, affiliation, and uh, a there may be a listener who. Uh, is a Pennsylvania psychologist or maybe a psychologist uh, in another uh, state or or province. Um, what thoughts do you have for psychologists who have not affiliated themselves at the uh, state or provincial level? Well, I think they're missing out on a wonderful opportunity um, to, you know, have the support to have the input, to have the resources available. And they're just tremendous resources available, both from being on a, the listserv and getting a referral that you need or getting some feedback on a particular uh, unusual case uh, or situation to being able to talk to Rachel or Sam about a legal or ethical issue to all the writings and articles that are available um, and all the links that we have up and are continuing to work on. The podcast, the CEs, I mean, it's just incredibly rich. Um, and, you know, so even if people don't get involved in a committee or something, there's just that ability to have enormous resources and a sense of belonging, which I think is so important. Uh, for humans in general, and particularly for psychologists who often do work in semi, uh, you know, uh, isolation. So there's that. And then the other part, which is, you know, what drove me to be a member first before I was ever active in PPA, is that PPA is the voice of psychology in Pennsylvania and um, can do the lobbying, can have the impact that us as individuals can't possibly have. And so I feel indebted to the work that people have done over the decades to make our field and uh, stronger, to make our voice in Harrisburg heard, uh, to get services for people who weren't getting services. I mean, it's really uh, so uh, heartening to me um, what has been done and that, you know, if all I do is send in my uh, small contribution is and my yearly dues, then that is something I also feel very proud of being able to do uh, and supporting that work. So for me, it's both things. Dia, so let's say a PPA member would like to get more involved. Uh, what should they do? So, um, Besides renewing your membership, if you want to do more, um, there are a number of committees. We are in the process of uh, forming a number of special interest groups, which is another way, uh, it's just another group of people that instead of uh, working to help the organization specifically, they're a group of people who have a special interest, whether it's in neuropsychology or uh, gerocytology or forensics, whatever, 
Um, so take a look at what's, uh, what is being offered. Um, it will keep changing over the course of this year as some committees move into becoming special interest groups and some new special interest groups develop. So all you need to do is if there is a group that you're interested in or a committee um, is to contact the chair of that uh, committee. If you're having trouble finding that or figuring out where to go, uh, feel free to contact me or uh, a staff member. Um, we're happy to help kind of help you figure out what your interest is, what uh, skills and you're bringing to the table um, and uh, where you might best fit in. Um, usually, it, I mean, sometimes people jump right into leadership. That is not unheard of, but often where people start, as I did, is joining a specific group. The other thing is, you know, even though we are not doing live uh, conventions or advocacy days or any of those things right now, there are lots of events there that do combine some live elements, and we are talking about doing more of them. There are uh, social connection hours, which are periodically um, advertised, and all you have to do is join that and come for an hour to talk to some of your colleagues across the state. They may have great ideas about what else is going on in PPA and what you might do. Um, and there are webinars where you can kind of learn what some people are doing research-wise and uh, interest-wise and reach out to them. Um, there are just so many ways uh, to connect to people. And so if you just want the support of a group, that that's there. If you want to learn about something in particular, that's there. And if you want to serve in some way, that's there too. Um, and so we're hoping having a variety of uh, these kinds of groups that people will find their own special way that suits them right now of uh, joining in. Dr. Silbertrust, thank you again for joining us on Psychology Radiocast and best wishes on the rest of your presidential year. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Psychology Radiocast, a service of the Pennsylvania Psychological Association. We'd love to hear ideas from you about important or fascinating topics that we might cover. Email us at ppa at papsy.org. You can also find us at papsy.org. Our project manager and audio editor is Amelia Herbst. Logo and artwork designed by Camille St. James. Music orchestrated by Raquel Emder and Ross Mann. Special thanks to PPA staffer Judy Huntley and PPA members Jessica Black, Bernard Seif, Kim Wesley, Lee Burnett, Cassandra Parrish, Lavanya Devdas, Nancy Raymore, and Molly Cowan for helping to make this podcast possible. As always, the views of our guests may not necessarily reflect those of PPA as an association. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. David Zarung.